0: Dive into the thrill of Sydney Spring Carnival where world class horse racing, fashion and entertainment combine.
1: Welcome to the Sydney Set with Mick Gannon and Nick Ashman. Ah uh, yes, good morning everybody. Welcome to the Sydney Set. It's 5 Diamonds Day out at Rose Hill, Victoria, not Victoria Derby Day. Stake's day down at Flemington. It's been a long week, Mr. Gannon as I bring you into the conversation. We're pumped It's the end of the carnival in Victoria. Things still going on there in Sydney. And uh, Johnny Sargent's going to join us and have a chat. He's got Palmetto in the Five Diamonds worth $2 bucks. A bit of an outsider, but I know the Sarge likes her. And down in Melbourne, he's got So Dazzling going around in the Queen Elizabeth Stakes. And she's been targeted at this race. And
2: she was an Oaks prospect only 12 months ago, Mick. Yeah, big show. Good morning, Nico. Big show. It's been a big week. A huge week, in fact. But we're here. We're going to come home strong. Right over the top. Maccabi Diva sort of areas from us. Uh, big 10 race card still at Rose Hill. $2 million they're racing for. Would you believe it? Yes, of course you would. PVL on fire again, just continuing to uh, throw that prize money out. I can't wait to speak to Sarge, see what he's got to say. Um, but I'll tell you, uh, big collect there for uh, Without a Fight. And I think we both steered our, the Sydney set listeners into that as well. So, pat mm. in the backs. Hey, uh, listeners out there, uh, 0457 736 736, send us a text, give us your best bet. It might even be I'll throw you a prize down the line, maybe give uh, Nick, Nick or myself um, a premium tips package out today to anyone that wants that. So 0457 736 736 and we'll get that out to you to the best text message.
1: Yeah, and if you get the second prize, you get to pick me up from the airport a little later on tonight, which would be a, a, a thrilling drive back home. Um, with stories (laughs) of of a
2: week that's just been... Next in line to drop your suit off.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's it. I need to find someone who knows how to get to it from the airport. Uh, We've got... um, Now, let's talk about Rose Hill, first of all. We've got our best bets off the top as well, Mick. But what um, the Rose Hill track walker information coming through, uh, rails and run should prove advantageous. But in the home straight, the best ground is actually going to be lanes two to four. So saving ground mick that means in the run particularly as you've identified multiple times on this show uh, 1200 meters or less at rose hill you really want to be drawn soft get that nice cushy run in transit and then just get a fraction away from the from being hard up against the fence in the home straight that's going to be the play this afternoon how's that sit with you
2: yeah absolutely perfect so that that makes something like leaders back or three three back uh the fence not a bad place to be today. And uh, look, speaking of best bets off the top, race nine, number six, Mars Mission. Seven day backup, Tommy Berry. Horse was very good last start. I think you might have actually tipped it up last start. Um, you're getting a really good price about it, around the $3.50 mark. I think Mars Mission, best of the day. The horse is low flying. I'm happy to oppose Gringotts. Uh, I think it probably needs a little bit further this time in uh, this start. So 61 kilos. So from that wide gate. So Mars Mission on top, best bet of the day. What are you guys? Mars mission was
1: good uh, last or a couple of weeks ago. Last week wasn't it? Last Seven week, days ago. Yep. Yeah, good
2: performance, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. H- how did it rate on your books? Um, well, I'll just bring it up now. Uh, it was okay. nothing like live TV, Nothing it? like, but a bit of live radio. Live, live radio. Yeah, oh, it's very. It's been a long week. Hasn't very it? sound. Clearly on top. Mm. Mm. How okay. About you? Mate, you, have, I, you know you're what? Go against I, me. This is great. No, no, this no. I'm good. not against
1: you. Um, I think well, I've got Mars Mission on top as well in that oh. last race, and I, I I think I agree with you. It's the best bet up in Sydney. Uh, down in Melbourne, though, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give. I'm backing in secret to beat Imperitries down the straight. There you go. With that Everest form. Yep. Everest forms won four of the last five um, champion sprint races, if you like daily sprint races. And I just think she's a straight track specialist, so I'm going to have something on her well, as well. It's but, interesting. Um,
2: we'll, we'll, we'll touch on this a little bit later but on yeah. the sprint race, but th- that's definitely a race where you could you could back them both. I, I've actually mm. backed them both. I took in secret around the 440, and Imperatree, she'll drift. She'll get to 250, and you can make a nice little profit there. I like where you're going.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right, mate. You have read read me like a book there. But, hey, uh, one man who's got a fa- hand in the feature, the Five Diamonds, this afternoon. It's worth $2 million over 1,800 metres. He saddles up number two, Palmetto, to be ridden by Cathy O'Hara. It's a very good morning to John Sargent.
3: Good morning, there.
1: How are you? What's going on out at day? Uh, where are you, out at Randwick this morning?
3: Out at Randwick, yeah, back from Melbourne. And, uh, yeah, it's a beautiful morning and uh, just watching a few horses gallop.
1: Oh, lovely. Uh, Sarge uh, Palmetto, uh, she got, uh, or he got the job done, sorry, fourth up uh, last time out over the 1,500 metres at, at ranwick uh, Has this been the goal all along to come to the Five Diamonds?
3: Yeah, that's where the money is, uh, Nick. So uh, mm-hmm. that's where we've aimed him for. And, um, yeah, it was a great effort last start. And he seems to, Cathy coming in and gallop them on uh, Tuesday. And she's very happy with him. So he seems to be on the upward plane, you know.
1: What are your thoughts uh, up to 1,800 metres?
3: Yeah, he's bred to get further, um, mm-hmm. and I think he's got the suck draw there. He should just be bang, right in behind the speed, either trail or in the 1-1. So that's going to be a big help. He's gone up in weight, but so is the minimum quite high. So he's only two kilos above that. So he should get a soft a soft run. He's got a short, sharp sprint, as she found out last start. And he just held on there, so she'll just be hiding away till they sort of straighten up and hopefully get a gap and uh, have a go.
1: Well, the, the track information that we've got here, Sarge, is that um, rails in run and then just slicing through late in the home straight will be probably the best play for any horse out at Rose Hill this afternoon. So that probably augurs quite well for Palmetto, given the tactics you've just described to us.
3: Yeah, that should just be nice with the rail out a bit there. You know what Rose Hill's like. Mm. Very hard to come from the back in any race. So, uh, no, he's got uh, touch with everything going for him, and he's at a peak looking at him too. He's uh, finally come right in the coat. So let's hope today he can produce another good effort to win a big prize money race.
1: Yeah, and it's it's been a good carnival too for Kathy Ahara. Of course, she won the uh, the Epsom handicap on Rodina earlier uh, earlier in the uh, in the carnival in the spring, and of course she rode Palmetto last time out. And you sort of mentioned there, and I get the feeling that he's not a tricky horse to ride, but you've really got to time the run right.
3: Yeah, and she's, uh, she's as good as any of them, Cathy. You know, she could be getting full books on a Saturday. She doesn't tend to because it's, she's been around for a bit. But, uh, you know, she's as good as any of the uh, riders out there, and especially those big races. Um, she's unpaid, so she'll suit the horse, and uh, she knows them now. Be a big bonus.
1: Down in Melbourne, Sarge, the Queen Elizabeth Stakes. Um, you mentioned to me a couple of weeks ago off-air that uh, the target race was so dazzling. Fourth up this spring will be the Queen Elizabeth. She was very good at Moonee Valley, I thought, in the Moonee Valley Gold Cup. How she done since?
3: Yeah, Dean Yindell came and galloped her on Saturday. And very happy. He said, boy, she was strong to the line. We galloped over 2,000 metres. So she seems also uh, not planning up on the right way to hit the race today. So... Uh, mm-hmm. Drawn a shade tricky, but she gets back, and uh, she's won at Flemington, and we know she gets a trip. That's the uh, main reason we have gone for the two six race. So, no, I think she should hit the line strong. Definitely a good chance today, the way she's um, uh, progressed since uh, Moony Valley.
1: Twelve months ago, she was, uh, you know, going to be the you know, the Oaks horse um, in Melbourne, possibly uh, heading down there, and obviously she was unplaced in the Wakeful, but. Then in the autumn, she did some really good things. Ending up, she was uh, second in the Kembla Grains Classic. Not much went right there in the Vinery Stud, but she was a good second in the Oaks behind the New Zealand uh, Philly Penny Weaker. She popped up to Brisbane. It didn't quite go to plan up there, but do you feel like she's in career best form now?
3: Yeah, I think she's back to where she was when she was second in the Oaks. Also loves the jar out of the track, and they had a bit of mm. rain there on Thursday. The Flemington tracks with a good solar grass. I think that'll suit her. It didn't suit her up in Brisbane or, um, you know, some of these tracks that are rock hard. She definitely grows a leg with a sting out. So I think there'll be enough uh, juice in the in the track today to be all right for her. And, uh, yeah, let's hope it's running a good tempo. Which it should be. There's a few European horses there, and she can get home strong.
1: Yeah, you got Knight's Order in the race as well. He tends to know only one way. Speaking of the Oaks, you had Harlow miss go round in the Oaks on Thursday. What were your thoughts there?
3: Just didn't back up, and it wasn't so much you didn't get the trip. You know, you take that gamble, backing up in the Wakefield. It can work, and sometimes it doesn't. And obviously, worked for the Godolphin horse. So Tuesday's the winner, um, but it didn't for us. So, look, she's just arrived back in Sydney and she'll have a nice break now. And I'm sure you'll see a better horse than that in the uh, in the autumn or in the winter in Queensland.
1: Now, before I let you go, is there one in your stable over the next week or two we can keep an eye on? Or is there something that might be running even longer away, a month or two away, but this is working very well at the moment?
3: Got uh, some nice two-year-olds about to sort of come up now to the trials that are showing plenty of work, Nick, um, Mm -hmm. one by and Kento called Photographics, and um, a nice to sort fully called Tokyo Lady, I think, and a very good, nice grunt cult called V12, you hope he's better than V8. So I thought it was well, very well-named, you know. So, um, yeah. So they look promising. Um, and obviously the horses racing. I thought uh, Miss Faberge come back a lot stronger this time. Um, she should go on with her win at Gosworth the other day.
1: Okay, Miss Faberge, is it, uh, from Gosworth the other day? Yep. Okay, beautiful. I Sarge. Well, good luck in the Five Diamonds with Palmetto. Good luck at Flemington with So Dazzling in the Queen Elizabeth Stakes. We'll put Miss Fabergé into the Black Book and a couple of those two-year-olds you mentioned. All the very best this afternoon.
3: Thanks very much, guys. Cheers.
1: There he is, John Sargent. He's a good man. Um, and Mick, uh, I thought there was a reasonable push there for Palmetto and it's a tricky horse to ride and it sounds like Cathy's got a good hold of him.
2: Yeah, Cathy will get into the right spot today uh, from that low draw. And as you predicted, uh, the way that the track will play, I think it actually suits his horse perfectly, just to sit there, sit off them and have the last crack at them, just just sneak through late, Nico.
1: Now, we're going to take a break in a moment's time and come back and do all 10 races from Rose Hill. But before we do that, I'd like to just touch briefly on your thoughts from Melbourne. Noisy. The newest betting
0: app this spring. Time to bet noisy. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.
2: With the Champion Sprint and 5 Diamonds this Saturday, it's time to bet noisy. Your noisy bet market for the Champion Sprint. Your favorite is in parentries at $2 in secret 390 and the value runner Bella Nipatina at $14. Nico, how did you see the Champion Sprint intriguing race? I know you're keen on one. Mm. Well, I
1: think, look, Imperatrix is, just on my stuff, just rated down a fraction at Mooney Valley last start. Now, that could be for two reasons. She was in lane one and was the only winner to win hard up against the fence all day, albeit it wasn't completely off. Uh, and the other reason is she had absolutely no competition. But her overall time was about a length or two faster than group one standard. So it was still a really good performance. But the, the big margin that she won by, which I think was what was about three and a half lengths, it just shows that, you know, probably some of the others didn't really turn up. Um, the bulk of the field weren't anywhere near where you need to be to be competitive at group one level. So then you also take what I've learned over the years is these horses that dominate in the Moyers and the Manicatas and, and whatnot, they're, they're valley horses and it's a real specialist track. When they get to Flemington, things can be a bit different. I'm not saying she won't handle the straight. I think she probably will. But is she going to rate just as well? I think she looks like a real bend horse, a really good valley horse. She seems to get around there better than anyone. If you watch her from about the 400 to the 200, or even the 300 to the 200, she's making ground on the field coming around the bend, and that's a sign of a horse that loves those cambers. So in stark contrast, I think In Secret's a real straight line horse. She looked a little bit uh, floundering, if you like, in the in the Everest, and then when she straightened up and, and saw daylight, boy, boy, she was very good, and that's why she's two from two down the straight. She's only had two runs at Flemington, and they've both uh, been Group 1 victories, mate.
2: Love it, love it. It's a great play. Um, I- I'm with you. I think in secret, it's the one that you want to back now, and then uh, you can uh, chop out mm. a bit on Imperi as everyone gets uh, wind of Nick Ashman's uh, <laughs> pot against.
1: Um, do favorite. I'm not potting. I'm not potting. I'm just liking the value in <laughs> no, you're, secret. You're they spo- touch five bucks.
2: You spot on because mm. I think that I think the reality is it's an unknown quantity. Um, Imperi she, She's unknown. Yeah. we're not sure what she's going to do. I don't think she's going to be better down the straight geez that's scary if she is Mm. um but i i don't know if she's going to be worse either so interesting to see hey just off the text line morning uh nick and mickey just wanted to thank you both for such a wonderful week laughs and winners cheers tanya or we'll make sure uh, Alex will will get something out to Tanya. She's a jet. So uh, yeah. thanks. Thank you, Tanya. Thank you for your support. If you want to any, yeah. send any text in, best bets, 0457 736 736. Best text message of the day. We'll win a Nick Ashman uh, premium tip package courtesy of the com. And uh,
1: Mickey, the Champions Mile I thought was probably the highlight of the day down there. Mr. Brightside, Alligator Blood and Fanguild And look, there could be a ball over this, as there so often is on these final days of major
2: carnivals. But did you have a thought there? Yeah, I did. Uh, Very, very hard race. I'm going to lay Mr. Brightside. I think 2,000 metres is actually what he was looking for last start, and we saw probably the best version of him in that Cox plate. and he's very, very short now, like extremely short, and now it's the right time to lay him. Uh, and I'm really keen to back alligator blood and, uh, the horse that I potted in the Cox plate fangirl and everyone like f- for, before you come out of trees and it's like, I oh, go, how, how can you back her now? When you're know, like, fair dinkum. it's a different, different race, different, oh, but people don't understand, mate. Like it's, it, it's, it's, incredible. So it's a different race, it's a different race shape. It's a different setup. It's a different track. It's just, it's, and this is so much, she's so much better suited here. So don't talk to me about getting frustrated. <laughs>
1: <laughs> had a terrible week on
2: social media. Fair, yeah, well, well, we'll touch on that later. Uh, fangirl into uh, Alligator Blood of the two, and I'm happy to be against Mr. Brightside. How did you see the race? Alligator Blood for
1: me. Um, I'll probably have a saver bet on, on Fangirl, but he's the one for mine. He, he's a real Flemington specialist and a mile specialist as well. He won this race last year. Tim Clark in the saddle. He rides the horse better than anyone. He has Mr. Quinella finishing five runs at Flemington. And he has a Mr. Quinella finish in four runs over the mile at Flemington. So he's just an absolute, this is his wheelhouse. And they're going to have to go out and beat him. The way the track's expected to play down there is a little bit down the middle. So maybe Fangirl gets her chance based on that. But I'm with you, I'm going to take on Mr. Brightside at this point of betting when he's $2.50. The last one to touch on is the champion stakes, the defending champ, uh, Zaki. Has been the best back runner. He sort of halved that opening quote of ten dollars. He won this race last year. He's three from four at Flemington and two from two over the two thousand at Flemington. How did you see this one panning out?
2: Yeah, they put up a silly price, Zaki. That was ludicrous around the seven dollar, eight dollar mm. mark earlier in the week. Absolutely craziness. Um He was a great each way back then. He's probably you can probably just get something each way on um, to break even. West wind blows. Probably deserved a favorite off what we've seen the form lines have been frank. It's got to go back to 2,000 meters from the 2,400. Uh, I think it's a race in two. I can't see anything else winning. I know Juayas was big in the uh, in the Cox Plate, Um, mm. but I'm willing to risk this time round. A tissue was big again, willing to risk. I just think that those two are probably just a class above the rest of them. How do you say it?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one. I, I, I agree. I, I missed that price on um Zaki and on Filthy because going into the Cox Plate, I thought these, this is his prep run for the the champion Stakes. is a Flemington specialist. I'm taking on West Wind Blows. Yep, Just had two nice. hard runs. One at 2,000, one at 2,400. And it's very difficult to come back in trip off a fast run race. Yep. So I'm going to take him on there. Um, I think the, the, the two bets in the race, I don't mind a tissue on the backup. I think this is a group one weight for age race that she can actually win. Yeah. Um, Zaki, if he turns up near his best, should win it. But there's a little bit of an if on that for him. And I think she's going as good as Dewis, to be honest with you, looking yeah. at her figures. that That run last Saturday and was very good in the Empire Rose, um, chasing home uh, pride of Jenny. And to be fair, when she won the Matriarch on this day last year over the same track and distance, it rated exceptionally well, that race. So uh, I'm going to give her a chance with J-Mac in the saddle. Probably the smart play is due just to run a place at 225 for the conservative punter out there because she should finish top three. I just think she'll probably find one better again as she tends to do so. But it'll be a fitting finish for Damien Oliver. This is his last day riding in a Melbourne Cup carnival and this will be his last group 1 ride in a Melbourne Cup carnival and he's on a horse trained by a Cummings it's it's got a bit of
2: narrative around it as i say that's really cute isn't it
1: yeah it's lovely isn't it thanks to will be here a week actually i won't be here a week i'm on a plane back to sydney tonight
2: i just think it's i think it's an interesting race speed map wise i don't like i'm against all these back markers here because i'm just not sure how much pressure there's going to be up up on speed mm. so uh, interesting one anyway mate and it'll uh, be a great day of racing but uh, i i'm looking forward to this race card as well
1: Yeah, let's take a break here on the Sydney set. When we come back, all 10 races, 1 to 10 from Rose Hill. Get
0: noisy, the newest betting app with Bang on opening specials. Time to bet noisy, people. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.
1: Welcome back to the Sydney set. Sydney's Everest Carnival. Elegance, Thrills, and World-class racing await. It's time to dip into the Rose Hill card. About uh, what have we got? About five or six million dollars worth of prize money up for grabs this afternoon. Bit of loose yeah, I mean, change, the... Nico. What's that? Bit of loose change. Yeah, a bit of loose change yeah. for you anyway, mate. I don't know what they're paying you. Oh, yeah, oh, um Race one is a benchmark seventy-eight over eighteen hundred metres. The same Distance is the five diamonds. So pay attention to how the track plays early doors and might give you a look at how it's going to play late in the day. We've given you the track walker information, rails and run. And just edging away fractionally from hard up against the fence in the home straight. So keep that in mind when you're doing your form. Race one, benchmark 78, 1800 metres. Your favourite is touristic, been well supported as well around the $3 mark. Second favourite at 350. Rise to it's been a bit of a drifter. And first light, solid enough around the 390 mark. What do you think, Mick?
2: Yeah, just the map here made by Khan Rolls Forward, Rise to it won't will be far away from Barry One, probably gets the dream run there. First light, well, they'll have to push forward a Mars a bit. Uh, Hopefully you don't get stuck behind it. But it's a, it's a not a bad way to start the day. I've got Touristic on top. Um, Chad Schofield probably uh, just sits off them and hopefully gets the job done there. Rise Tour, it's a horse, I think, has a bit of upside, so I suggest that uh, it might continue on and unanimous in for third. How do you see the race, mate?
1: Yeah, touristic on top for me. 1,800-metre uh, Rose Hill specialist for mine. Had two starts over the winter months here for a first and a third, and the third was a good third behind Grabeni, who's got uh, above-average ability. Um, just looks the right kind of race for him to, to to prevail and he's got the 60 kilos so I'm not charging into him I thought the rough in the race might be the two unanimous here around the $10 mark uh, I think it was, uh, uh, they might have only nommed on Tuesday when the when there wasn't too many nominations. It was a little gap between runs there going into that last start effort at Randwick over the 1,600 metres behind Pervade. I thought that was a reasonably strong 78, a bit stronger than what he faces here, and
2: he might be a bit of an improver at a price, Mick. Not that. Well, we've just got a similar top three. So there you go, Punders. Nice way to start the day. 1,800 metres. That's a, that's a shocking start. That's, that's nearly a, as bad a start as turning up in Melbourne without your suits. <laughs> Oh, that was a horrendous start. We've come home with a wet sail, though. You've done well. We'll touch on that. We will, we will, we, we Okay. Mm. All right.
1: Let's move on to race two. This is another benchmark 78 over the 2,400 meters or the mile and a half. As they say, Caboose is your favorite. 420 into the round, the sort of 350 marks. Baycasters, uh, a bit of a drift out to 370 and Loving Hill has been probably the best back runner in the race. Eight
2: into 550 for Greg Hickman and Zach Lloyd. Yep. Love it. So uh, Father's Day, are roll forward. You've got, uh, inject a bit of speed there. You've got Rachel mm-hmm. King who's flying for Bjorn Baker. Queen Make, won't be too far away. Kabosh, you'd expect to be a bit more forward again. And, uh, well, the rest, well, they'll sort themselves out. Did we ask um, no. Johnny about this? No, I just this? saw it. Yeah, no, got, and we, I had it on my list and that's I breezed good. over no, it no, too. That's good. We've done well there. It's good we? hosting
1: for me. <laughs> <laughs> End of the prep. You I think forgetting my suits was the worst thing I'd do a week. Yes, just, I do away. Yes, the trainer had three horses running today, and I managed to leave one of them out.
2: That's all right. Why? Maybe they think we're doing it on purpose, but we're not. I've because seen I haven't, text. I haven't tipped it. Yeah, seen my text. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get an update there. But I think Spaycast is the horse to beat. Tommy Berry, Chris Waller, Chris Waller seems to have a um, stranglehold on these uh, on these 2400 meter races. Kabosh in for second, Queenmaker in for third. It's not a race that I'm definitely like. I'm not all keen on betting, and I'd rather be betting in the first race. But they're my number six. One and four, Nico.
1: Kabosh on top for me. I think he's a really good chance in the race. Uh, he's got a terrific. This horse takes so much time to get ready, Mick. He, he, here's a stat for you. He's had 25 runs. 15 of those runs have been either first, second, or third up from a preparation. So he's had 10 runs that aren't in those first three runs. And uh, if you highlight it, all of his wins, all three victories have come in fourth up or deeper in the preparation. Love it. And fourth up today, he's two wins and two thirds. So this is when he peaks, gets nashed in the saddle, Waller at home. Yippee doo away there, I reckon. Stats, stats. there. Queenmaker. This, this nice. is the
2: moment nice. for Alex to hit armor stats, man. Yeah, come on, Alex. <laughs> lift, you weak producer.
1: Anyway. Um, uh, and Queenmaker, I thought, I had a chance. Hippo. Yep. um, is uh, riding pretty well at present. Things didn't pan out in the Oaks, but uh, Queen Maker might be one there. Hey, on to race three, this is another benchmark, 78, over 1,100 metres. Now, don't forget, as Mick tells you each and every week, terrible start point for wide gates. Yep. And your favourite, Eagle Nest, has drawn a touch out in Barrier 8, $3.10 favourite. Miss Hellfire's been the best back runner. You know why? Because she's jumping from Barrier 1, 550 to 380. What do you like?
2: Yes, you took the words right out of my mouth. Miss Hellfire. It is... wasn't when I was
1: kissing you, I know that much.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Miss Miss Fire, Miss Hellfire from Barrier One. That's just the absolute um, peach. Jet Stanley, two kilo claim. Look, she's trialed pretty well, but I think what I like most about this horse outside of the map is that she went out on a career peak last start. I really love that. Trialed well, comes back now, gets the economical run, very, very hard to beat and uh, a really easy bet to have. How did you – actually, I'm to throw out my, uh, my second. I thought Spirit Queen and Eagle's Nest for second and third, but Miss Hellfire clearly on top for me.
1: Yeah. Um, by the way, I prefer cuddles and kisses anyway, and I just like to be held sometimes after a long week in Melbourne. Uh, I'm sticking with little Eagle Nest. Little spoon operator. Little spoon operator, yeah. Oh, I definitely want to be the little spoon tonight. Um, uh, Eagle Nest is uh, – Um, 2.30 at the 3.10. But I know, look, drawn off the rail, but I just think that this horse is going too good. And I think he'll just jump and put himself on speed. And I think he'll take luck out of the equation. So I'm going to go with him on top. Dollar Queen, not Dollar Queen, Dollar Magic is a good horse for Scotty Singleton there. Reese Jones in the saddle, some specking for this galloper. Undefeated, one from one-fourth up from a spell. just think she's been going well this preparation. She's just a consistent horse overall. She's placed 10 from 13. Uh, only three wins, but boy, oh, boy, for those that like an
2: each way play and a safe bet, I think she won't miss top three. Love it. Love it for me. Hey, just on the text line, 0457736736, mm-hmm. don't be shy. We've got about five or six here. We'll read the best one out here. Hope it becomes a match race between imperatrix sitting within secret. Two forlongs to go, and they battle it out, and imperatrix wins. So, oh, gee, that's not nice, is it, Nico? Cracking well, show. Okay. Cheers, Mick and pool. Nick. <laughs> no, it's, well, it's a game of opinions, isn't it? It is.
1: We like opposing opinions. So let's do one more race before we head off to a break. Let's go to the Highway Handicap Class 3. It's over the 1,400 metres. Monty Outlander's been one of the best back runners all day at a big, big price. $17 into $4.50. Noel Mayfield Smith trains. Uh, Zach Waddick uh, goes aboard a three-kilo climber, so it's a really interesting push for that. gallop band Bandash is your second favourite. And outside of that, some money for the dramatist who's drawn a sticky gate there out in
2: 17. Yeah, found it really, really hard. Obviously, big fields and you know, it being a highway, <laughs> they're quite difficult races. Mm. Y- you can't, you can't ignore what Maddie Dunn and Nashville Wheeler are doing, you no. know, and, and, and you think, oh, barrier, barrier 22, I'll obviously change with a few scratchings The scratchings haven't been finalized yet, but, um, yeah, they just keep turning up and getting the job done. So, mm. Dasher has to, has to be a chance, but I, I've actually learnt the way of uh, Zibi, or Zibi? Well, not sure how we pronounce that one, but uh, number 15 to get the job done here, rolls forward, gets every possible, Zach Lloyd, he'll be hungry as ever, and you're getting a really great each way plus, so I'm with the 15 each way, but obviously no knock on uh, on the uh, Maddie Dunn trained galloper.
1: I think if the dramatist gets the run, then he's going to be very hard to beat, but he's got to get it, and he's probably not going to get the right run in transit. Yeah, the strong. one I'd steer you guys into, similar to Mick, actually, sort of around that $10, $11 mark, is the five unrelenting. Uh, Matty Dale trains, similar to Maddie Dunn. He doesn't have the same dominance in highway handicaps, but he's a very astute sort of out-of-town trainer. Um, this galloper drew, I think, barrier 15 in a field of 15 first up. And just had to get taken back towards the tail of the field there, round a bit behind Bandy's boy, who I think you very well tipped that day. was only beaten four lengths, Mick, and the late sectionals were good. Draws a better gate here. I think you'll see him closer in the run. And uh, he's an improver, second up from a spell, has one at this stage of his preparation. So I'm with you. A little each way special there to uh, to close out uh, race four. We're going to take a break here on the Sydney sec set when we come back, race five onwards. Talk to you soon. <laughs> get noisy
0: the newest betting app with bang on opening specials time to bet noisy people imagine what you could be buying instead for free and confidential support visit gamblinghelponline.org.au
1: yes welcome back to the Sydney set Sydney's Everest Carnival continues today full of elegance, thrills and world-class racing await Mick we're up to uh, well we're up to race five now this is a midway benchmark 72 over the 1200 meters. Uh, your favourite here for Tommy Berry and Kim Wars, Shadows of Love, being well backed as well. Vindications your second favourite. Looking down the page, probably the best backed runner outside of the favourite at a price number three. Byron, thirty one into nineteen dollars for the
2: thrill seekers. Yes, and I tell you what, not a race you want to be um, putting all your eggs in the one basket. These midways over the twelve hundred metres start mm-hmm. at Rose Hill, but as we touch on every time, uh, map and barriers are very very important. Hence why I have led here with number one, Flying Destiny on top. Draws a treat, gets the informed Dylan Gibbons. Can be very, very hard to beat. Another Cognac was a horse I was really keen on. Not necessarily a 1,200-meter horse, but if the track mm. is playing fair, and on another Cognac is a horse that can definitely get the job done here. Sumo Star Maps, an absolute treat, and Shadows of Love. Well, this horse has done nothing wrong, but just looked like it was a bit scared of winning last start. And gee, mm. that concerns me when you've got to take $2.50.
1: Mm, absolutely, oh, I found it a really tricky race I sort of agree with you, if another cognac can get the right run Might be able to do something, a little suspect maybe at 1200 metres So we'll find out mm. Ruffy here for you, each way Number 7, Black Duke um, Got a long way back, over 1000 metres first up at, uh, at Randwick In what I thought was a handy enough benchmark 72, another midway Second up from a spell, Caracasanas to train uh, Could have something small each way on that galloper Throughout the afternoon, anyway. Hey, let's move on to race six, Mick. This is uh, the hot Danish steaks. Uh What a mare she was back in the day. Wasn't she, and We had Timmy Clark on here a few weeks ago. She was just an absolute ripper for Lesbridge and Tim Clark. And I think if you ask Timmy, he'll tell you that was the horse that put him right on the map. Yes, sir. Your favourite here is Royal Merchant for the Mar Eustace Camp. Uh, Jason Collett rides around that 250 mark. Roots at 330. That was a horse that Chris Waller told us on the show a few weeks ago to keep an eye on this spring. Call Die for uh, the Ryan Alexio camp Nash in the saddle three ninety and Cheney, my old girl who I've got a love affair with it's some speaking there
2: twenty one into fifteen surely you'll drop off today um, <laughs> never <laughs> so Call Die will go forward there's not a lot of speed in this race which is makes it really, really interesting but look we know Nash will just say alright oh, well if you're not going to take up the mm-hmm. the lead I will so he'll roll forward on Call Die. Um, Roots is an interesting runner because drawn barrier Two, Tommy Berry. Well, he won't muck around if he, if, if he can sit leaders back, I think he'll just, that, that'll be there for the taking your horse, Dalcini, Well, from barrier one, probably three pairs back the fence and the okay. rest will just do whatever they want because there's just not a whole lot of speed here depending on how they jump. But I thought this represents a great opportunity for roots to, um, to pick up a, what is a group two race. Um, mm. I, I think this, I think this race is just set up for it. I think, She's the best horse in the race, maps really well, she's all class, suited at the set weights, draws for a soft run, and Tommy Berry's been in really good form, so it's a really easy bet to have for me, Nico, there's not many, Miss Hellfire and Roots so far are probably the only two that I've I've got high confidence in, but Roots, yeah, definitely there, and and Chris's push uh, a couple weeks ago just, you know, makes me, fills me with more confidence, mate.
1: Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I toyed with making her the best of the day, to be fair, Roots. Mm. I think she gets the right run in transit, as you've identified. And uh, Tommy Berry in the saddle, he's hungry at the moment. He rode a winner down at Flemington during the week. A little bit of giving the track will suit her. She's four from seven on soft track. She's yet to miss, or she's only missed a place once, when third up from a spell. and was in a pretty hard race. She goes well on a home track at Rose Hill. I thought she had some excuses last time out, and she was scratched from a race at Flemington on Thursday. Restricted race worth a lot of money to stay in Sydney for this particular event. So uh, she'll do me on top, my old girl, Dalcini. She'll be following routes in the race. Those that like, you know, same-race multis or just, you know, trifectas or whatever, throw Dalcini in because I'm, I'm pretty sure she'll run you a race this afternoon. So Hot Danish Stakes uh, kicks off at 3.30 p.m. and looks to be a, a race, an intriguing one of tactics anyway. Let's move on to the English Gold Gift now. This is worth a million bucks, Mick, over the 1,100 metres. Your favourite is Shangri-La Express now for... Those that uh, listen to our review content uh, that we we put out from time to time on social media, I've got this horse as the the clubhouse leader in the two-year-old ranks so far this season. But it's got a stinky gait, Barrier 14. Scampi's your second favourite. It's also got a bad gait. It was the beaten favourite on debut in the Jim Crack Steaks. uh, Sorry, the the Breeders' Plate. And then outside of that, just having a look at uh, who else you've got in the field here, any specking for anything, Lamentum for Nash and Namar Eustace camp. thirty four twenty-one, a little bit of specking there, mate.
2: Yeah, I think Rams has come out this morning as well. So uh, there was a bit of specking there, but that horse is out for, uh, for Godolphin. Uh, look, Shangri-La Express, what it did on debut was phenomenal. So ran some of the you know, fastest um, splits of the meeting after leading them up. How do you knock it? Well, the barrier is the knock, but this stable, you, they're not going to muck around. They'll go forward, they'll go handlebars down, and... I just think Shangri La Express is clearly the best horse in the race. So now it just becomes a question of what price are you willing to take. I'm going to wait. I'm going to be really patient. If if look if Shangri La Express starts like two dollars, I'll turn it up. This horse has to start two dollars fifty plus, and I think we'll get two dollars fifty. And when we do, I'll be betting. It's that simple.
1: Yeah, I think with the, we, it's an interesting one. He ran the best last 200 metres of the day on debut, and it was a day when we had some pretty handy horses running. It was a carnival day up in Sydney, yep. and it's it's a sign when they do that. His overall time was slick, and his best last 200 metres of the day. That's a really, really good sign for a two-year-old. Uh, I think he's a Magic Millions horse. I think this is your Magic Millions winner, yep. and I think you'll win the Magic Millions, and I think you'll be one of the favourites for the Golden Slipper. He's $15 for the Golden Slipper. If he can win this today from that outside gate then he has cemented himself 100% in my mind as the top two-year-old so far this season. Um, he's already been well-backed. We'll see what happens. You might get a better price, not so much because of his figures. Based on his figures, he's probably an odds-on chance. $1.75, if he drew Barry three or four, he's a $1.75 chance in my mind. Oh, yeah, for sure. But he's drawn 14, and I think if we see that rails and run that we've got through the track walker info coming through throughout the afternoon, then I think you're right. They're going to risk him from that start point, aren't they? And he probably does get out to around the 250 mark, and that's when you just go, okay. You know what? I know I might get carved up here, but t- t- telling me that this horse is only a 40% chance of winning, I know if it does get across it's and over. sits outside lead, <laughs> it's it's not a it's not a 40% chance of winning. It's more like a 60% chance of winning. Am I, am I wrong for saying that?
2: I think you're being kind. I think if, if he sits outside leader, he's probably more like a seventy five percent chance, eighty percent chance of winning. Like, what well, all of a sudden we've got he'll him at dollar twenty. Well, he'll keep improving. So yeah, uh, that's the biggest the biggest query here is you know is the gate and the only the gate. So if he lands outside leader and does it easily enough, then he's genuinely dollar thirty pop. But from mm. what we saw, like none of these have run up to that, and then the, the no. trials of these, I just and I think he'll only improve off that. So even these first starters here, they're not. Yeah, no, they won't get near him if he if it's he the outside lead.
1: Mm. All right, let's move on to the feature of the day. Although that, that is a good race, uh, but let's go on to the $2 million Five Diamonds. It's race eight of the program. It'll commence at 4.50 p.m. Your favourite is Antino, the Queensland horse that's been marred by misfortune in Melbourne this preparation. $2.80 for Tony Golan. Unspoken's been one of the form horses of the Sydney Spring. 17 into $8, Democracy Manifest. 16 into 9.50 and detonator jack for the mare Eustace camp was pretty good last time out. 17 into 9.50. What do you like?
2: How's the race going to set up as well? Really awkward starting point, the 1,800 metres. So it's really interesting. I think there'll be quite a few go handlebars down and then they Mm. go that first turn and there's a bit of a long run. And I think what you'll see is a couple mid-race moves, which, you know, I think for that first turn, you've got a horse like Zoom On that will probably uh, lead them up. Antino, not sure how well the horse jumps, if he jumps well, he'll be right there uh, for sure. Unspoken be right there. I think there's going to be a stack of speed on. So, look, if Antino can lob in leaders back or three pairs back the fence, I think that's going to be a, a really good place to be. Uh, really, really intriguing race. In regards to horses that I want to back, if I was taking a quaddy, I'd have Antino, Hope in Your Heart, Who Your Mail, and Zoom on all in there. Hope in Your Heart's probably set to peak in the gong, uh, but was pretty pretty good in the empire rose and this is much easier mm. than the empire rose in the last hundred meters it was held up so you know intriguing race really really good race i think we'll get a bigger price antino i think he was absolutely smashed i think he'll start to drift um closer to start time so have a little bit of something on antino a bit of a saver on hope in your heart and look to be honest nico if i missed there i wouldn't be surprised at all
1: yeah i tend to agree with you it's, it's one of those tricky scenarios where uh, as you mentioned the rails and run is the forecast for the day. We've got a fast tempo, and Antino's probably going to be three. I don't normally like being three back the rails, but I agree. I think that's going to be the place to be, saving ground, getting the right run in transit. He's going to need luck at the right time, uh, but if he gets it, he's the one that they've clearly got to beat. And detonator Jack, I think, going pretty good. His second last time out was handy, and he, he's a horse that doesn't want a little bit of uh, cut in the ground if that's the yeah, way no, the track no is. Knock,
2: no knock it. I was just hoping for a bit more. I was looking for like a soft six. Mm.
1: Mm. We'll see what happens there. It's about hey, forty
2: degrees on. here today in Sydney, like forty degrees. Just walking, is it? just no, nah, about thirty-five. But walking from the car to the studio, I was parading horrifically.
1: Cooking, cooking a couple of steaks at, at five a.m. in the
2: morning, horrifically.
1: <laughs> Mate, I, I wore a black shirt on Melbourne Cup Day, and I had these salt marks on my chest. It was just disgusting. <laughs> That's so bad. Um, they stitched me up in three wide no cover with that as well. So good. it's always good so when, out when you're in that stage Hey, let's move on the race. 9 we'll quickly get through these last two and go for a break and come back yep. and wrap everything up. Benchmark 78, 1400 metres. Uh, Gringotts is uh, your favourite last start. When it got the 61 kilo steady here, 250 Mars missions, the horse that we spoke about earlier, 350 in atmosphere around the 340 mark.
2: Yeah. Best bet of the day here comes Mars mission. I think seven day backups completely fine. Barrier one lobs in the right spot. Tommy Berry. Fourteen hundred meters looks ideal. Green Gods is a horse I'm willing to be against today. Sixty-one kilos, wide gates, not my uh, not my setup that I'm uh, like at all. So for all the reasons suggested earlier, uh, Mars Mission on top and is the best bet of the day.
1: Yep, I'm with you as well. Best bet for me too, Mars Mission number no. six. So we're on the same one here, brother. Oh, you know I'm what? so sorry. No, 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 no. It's, you're on, you
2: you're, you're on fire, son. Okay. Well, we'll see what horse. happens. there.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, he just gets the right run in transit for mine. He was really good seven days ago, so I've got him on top. Uh, and I thought Felix Majestic might be able to run into the top three if you want to play that way. Race 10, the lucky last. This is the benchmark, 78,
2: 1,200 metres. Jeez. Um, if like You're naming your horse that. You have no respect for us. I oh, know, it's <laughs> terrible. Number ten, your favorite. <laughs> Don't worry about us. Uh, what about 10, old Flindell's got to say that 34 times over 1,200 oh, no. meters. Gustosissimo, Sissamo. Like, oh, give it a Gustav rest. It's hard, hard just work.
1: A, yeah, I know. Just call the horse a length and a half and really screw with him. <laughs> um, Contemporary's your second favorite at 420. Plunder Ring resumes from a spell. Some spec in there, 650 and 460. And uh, with your blessing, eight and a five bucks. What do you reckon?
2: Yeah, I thought Gustos is probably deserved mm. favorite but mm. at that price, probably a little, little short. So I would have thought maybe around the $3 marks a, a fair price It Contemporary could definitely jump out of the ground, plundering there or thereabouts and with your blessing there. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll take on the favorite and, and just mm. have the three, four, three, four and five, play around those in regards to, you know, exotics and, and just hope the favorite can get rolled from, you know, barrier, barrier seven, 1200 meters. It's not, not necessarily ideal. Like it's, mm. it's not the ideal setup. Look, granted, the horse is going to roll forward, and Jay Ford's going to have to be gutsy, but I think there's plenty of smart jockeys underneath him that will say, well, bring it on. Let's see what you've got, young fella.
1: Fair enough, too. Uh, the five for me, contemporary. Uh, not brimming with confidence, but uh, mm. I thought he did a good enough job. Settled midfield there. Uh, first up over 1,100 metres at Rambick. He'll strip fitter here, and Nash in the saddle for Godolphin. Market. We're going to take a break here on the Sydney set. When we come back, we'll wrap things up with a couple of little treats for you.
0: Get Noisy, the newest betting app with Bang on opening specials. Time to bet noisy, people. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit
1: gamblinghelponline.org.au.
2: Back to the Sydney set. And Mick, what do you got for me? Something on the text line? Yeah, a big talking point this week. I've seen some bad rides, cost a horse, but wouldn't say the ride on Solcombe was that bad. Sure, in hindsight, you say he gets a toe through the field and a chance to win, but... Uh, he made the call. That's from Rob. Now, I, I agree. I think the ride was really good until the 400-meter point or 600-meter point where the horse was traveling so bloody well that Joe's gone, oh, I'll try and go around this horse without a fight because I'm going way better than it. And the horse fell back into his lap, and he, he lucky he went left because if he didn't go left, he would have finished fourth. Mm. I thought the ride was fine. Um, you're a victim of circumstances. There's only so much you can do when you miss the start by one or two lengths. Do you share that sentiment, Nico? Yeah, uh, get the horse right as well. The horse doesn't jump well. Yep.
1: Once, that, once that horse's idiosyncrasies are ironed out, then you <laughs> can
2: start being critical of jockeys. Until that right. happens, leave yep. them alone. Love it, love it. Um, mate, a couple <laughs> of rumors coming uh, through thick and fast here that you were um, hosting a few marquees, absolutely dominating proceedings down there, uh, on TV, doing everything. Basically, you're just being every everything to everyone. Mm. And a couple of my right. colleagues lobbed in. Okay. Miles Fitzner, Gareth Hall. Okay. G'day, Nico. System. How are you, mate? How are you? Good to see you. Good to see you. And you've gone, yeah, yeah good, mate. Yeah, good. And you've buzzled both of them on two separate occasions. Talk to me. Now, um chance. what's True. It was a big Can week. we confirm or deny? <laughs> because uh, because they're not can happy. can confirm because they've told with <laughs> themselves. <laughs> they're not happy. What did
1: I do wrong with to you? No, oh. nothing, nothing. I, just, um, I was just airborne on Tuesday and had a big win and... Um, and 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 might have had a few drinks, <laughs> and um, the the end result was um, just upsetting a few of the locals. Behavior. Yeah.
2: Now so. now speaking of big win, full credit to you and the beaten favourite and your or your fans because you've you've tipped them into the uh, without a fight double Caulfield Cup and Melbourne Cup. So well done. That's super Thanks, stuff. Brother. And look, yeah. you know what? If I've won half a trillion dollars, I would have also basled Miles <gasps> and um, Gareth as well. <laughs> <laughs> so see you later, guys. I'm done. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, look, that's the way the game and- goes. Speaking of which, the age. Well, I'll tell you what. Oh don't. Yeah, no, we're gonna do it. We're gonna touch on it really quickly as, as we're about to play off. Look, sensationalist, reckless, clickbait, simple as that. I think you are spot on. Maybe a little bit over the top, but hey, we're all entitled to our opinions, Nick, eh?
1: <laughs> that was all part of the Tuesday uh, basil brushing that I did for everyone. I told them Miles and Gareth, don't feel too bad, go on my Twitter feed and have a look what yeah, you I did could on be Tuesday age. night. I love it. Oh I had to do a little retraction there on Wednesday, nah. uh, which by the way no one told me to do. I just felt pretty bad with my language that I, I used. You did well. It, it was the right us. thing to do. It's been fun. And congratulations it's been a cracking show. to you,
2: Mick. Celestial Fury gets ah, the job done. Yes, sir. Thank you yes. very much. All right. We're going
1: to take, uh, we're not going to take a break. Well, we're we're done, done here on the Sydney SIP. We'll talk to you next week.